We want to say thank you to our sponsors, Watchman Cigars, Operation Decisive Victory, Webmerized, and Red Hill Brewing. Without you, this episode would not be possible. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's our take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. While you, the listener, are invited to come up on the front porch, grab a beverage, and set a spell. We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin, let me introduce you to our starting lineup, the best three-on-three basketball team you've ever seen in your entire life. Uh, we've got uh, Magic Man playing shooting guard today. Um, he will, he mans the chats, the Facebook Live, the video streams, all of that stuff, and shooting a respectable three. What up, Magic Man? Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, our center is going to be Brian, producer Brian. He will uh, guard everything. He blocks the rim and does all that he can to keep those folks from scoring. <laughs> it's our producer, Brian. Yeah, I'm... Uh- the five second violation, like constantly, so just say. <laughs> and you Everybody. like to foul, evidently. Uh, yeah, there's a little bit of that. I have a tendency <laughs> to double dribble. <laughs> oh, that that works on the court and off the court for you, Magic yeah. Man. Yeah. And then I'd be, of course, your point guard, your illustrious co-host. Uh, Biggin, and how about you? Uh, again, we've got a great show. Uh, our guest, our special guest tonight is Gwen Traversy. She uh, is with Lutheran Services for Children, and uh, she's going to tell her story about being a foster kid and a parent, and so uh, you'll want to stay on the show for that. But before we begin, let producer Brian tell us where you can find us on all of our socials. Yes, we are on the Facebook at Southern Fried Philosophy, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch at SFP Radio. We're on YouTube, but uh, don't make me do it. But we're on nope, YouTube also. Yep. Um, yep. You can always email the show, sfpradio at gmail.com. If you want to support us, uh, use our Patreon link, patreon.com slash SFP Radio. And we're streaming on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and the TuneIn app. Yep. Uh, again, we're going to ask you that if you would like to help support the show, one thing we really need you to do, we don't have any money to do, um, you know, these advertising and all that kind of stuff. So marketing, whatnot. So please just, you know, tell your friends about it. We would really appreciate that. Any episode that you like, please just, uh, you know, rate it, review it, subscribe to all of us on, on all of those socials. That would help us out as well. It'll help us move up in the algorithms. And again, please, please, please tell your friends about it. Uh, I know you might secretly like the show and it could be like your, your addiction podcast that you don't want to tell anybody about. But if you are proud of the show, please tell your friends, family, whatnot about it. We've got some um, summer coming up, you know, listen to the show. You're at the pool, having a beverage. What else could be better than that? So you want to tell your friends about that so they could also enjoy it. That would be great. Uh, also just if you have some extra time, go over to YouTube, find us somehow through the gobbledygook, just type mm-hmm. in SFP Radio, subscribe, turn off the notifications, and that would help us move up in the algorithms as well. Uh, if you're staying at home and you want to do your own podcast, because why not? Because everybody else is. Right. Uh, I went through the drive through the other day at Hardy's. 
got my little sausage biscuit. The guy said, thanks for coming to Hardee's and listen to my podcast. I was like, oh boy, everybody's got one these days. Um, but if you need somebody to edit it, producer Ryan will do that. Shoot That's him real. an email at headlines at SFP radio, uh, audio video. Uh, what's that? What's that chat. app? You can pay me to talk to you. You want to do that? And I'll work too. <laughs> the only fans. Do you edit the only fans accounts? I don't judge, man. <laughs> Maybe we need an OnlyFans subscription. That's, oh, there we That'd go. Right. You make yeah, a lot of money that. <laughs> uh, yeah, shoot up producer Brian at headlines at SFP Radio. If you'd like to be a show sponsor and get your name called out at the beginning of the show and throughout the show, we would appreciate that. Email me at SFPRadio at gmail.com. want to say shout out to our listeners from old Massachusetts. Boy, that's a, Ooh, that's a long state name but it's a tiny state that's what's really funny like you can drive the whole thing in two hours it's like the longest name imagine. state but probably yeah i can't like imagine two and a half. going from state for two and a half hours you can still be in north carolina and be in two and a half hours that's like 10 hours across the state if you go from the more to go from the like the outer banks you know all the way to mm-hmm. the tennessee border it takes forever yeah I, I spent some time in massachusetts long time ago and we were staying in like uh it was fall before the ski slopes open we had like a town timeshare but we drove to boston twice in that time period from like for a day trip because <laughs> it was only like a, a two hour it was two hour ride in oh, the morning. Wow. And it was nothing to go to boston from the mountains of massachusetts goodness anyway oh well, there you go listeners from massachusetts thank you for tuning in i appreciate that mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to ask you like I ask you guys every week. Magic Man, how you be doing? I be doing good, and uh, we're actually getting some uh, chats from folks listening to us on Twitch. And uh, I don't think these are people that are normal listeners. So mm. What up, Yes, Twitch? we like fried food. That's the yeah. question. Yes. <laughs> How'd you guess? <clears throat> how are you doing, yeah. Twitchies? What do you call yeah. Twitchers? Do you call them I think, Tweakers? I, I think that was it, maybe. Twitchers? <laughs> I'd be interested to know. <laughs> Twitcheroos. <laughs> uh, well, good. I'm glad Magic Man is finding his people on the Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Brian, how you be doing? Um, I'm good. You know, I feel like it's been a while since I've been on the show, but it's only been it's yeah. It's if been you're like just listening weeks, right? in order, it's been no time because right. nothing got recorded last week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I did a little beach vacation, right? So, the, you know, two weeks ago, was it two weeks ago? Last episode, how was that? Last episode, <laughs> we had a guest on, David Page, producer of the first half of, you know, first, what, 10 seasons or so of uh, 11 seasons. Diners, yeah. 11. Uh, Diners, Drivings, and Dives. Wrote a book, Food Americana, a great book. I read about half of it. I was on vacation at the beach. Read a chapter on basically I read the barbecue chapter. Remember that one, you know, and the yeah. fried chicken chapter and the Mexican American. It was really interesting, but it uh-huh. it inspired me to try yep. some local restaurants while I was mm-hmm. at the beach. Right, so it was like a Thursday night. We were already planning on ordering out, so I DoorDashed. There were two barbecue places on DoorDash that were close by, and okay. one of them was like number two on every single list. I looked okay. at, so I didn't order from them. Oh, because they because there was the variety. They just served. They had pulled pork like sandwiches, and that's about it, right? So 
Oh, okay. Like, okay, well, I'd like to have a little more variety. I want some different sides. Uh, the other restaurant had like all the things. Ribs, okay. brisket, you name it. All right. So I got ribs and pulled pork and like Brunswick stew and call it, I ate well from a quantity standpoint. But oh, it might no. be the worst barbecue I've ever had in my entire life. Whoa. So I was a little disappointed. (laughs) And this place was not recommended by David Page, just to be clear. No, no, this is not, no affiliation. (laughs) He inspired me to go eat local while I was out of town, you know, as you do. And then I was thoroughly disappointed. So no sauce on the ribs. Like it wasn't rib, they weren't seasoned. There was no rubs. They had the membrane was still on there. It was just like. Oh, that's trash, man. It just yeah, the, uh, yeah, it wasn't appropriate to be sold to people, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. But I will um, say, you read that book and you get hungry because it talks oh, yeah. about all the different foods, and you're like, "Man, that sounds good." No, that sounds good. No, that sounds good. Yeah, uh, uh, the next <clears throat> chapter is the wing chapter, so I'm gonna wait till it's like fifty cent wings somewhere before I read that, so I don't spend too much money. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. call. Um. <clears throat> What on your wings do you prefer the flats or the drumsticks? Uh I don't typically discriminate too much with the flats are preferred for me. Magic so I can man. get more meat off of them. I'm sorry, I'm having some fascinating conversations here with uh, some folks uh, listening into us. <laughs> All so right. Well, we actually you, have let, we have right, one ahead. guy uh, who's listening to us uh, from Twitch or watching okay. us from Twitch. Uh he's from Germany. What? And and he oh. says he's really interested in, in uh, American culture. Well, buddy, you're in the right place. Yeah. And then we have another guy or another person from Juanland. And I said, where's that near? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Lee Short says, oh, no, I'm sorry for the bad barbecue. Hungry. Oh, wow. <laughs> hungry. Hungry. Speaking of hungry, that's the other thing we yeah. like. Uh, so, okay. What he time is it? Mobile it's, autocorrect. Um, <laughs> it's hungry. It's, you know, we're on the East Coast. It's almost eight o'clock. Germany, know, Hungary, if I get my world geography right, that's got, they're at least six, seven hours ahead of us, right? Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, what You guys need to go to bed. It's too late, right? <laughs> no, we want them to listen. Listen, it's guys. Like yeah, 40 a.m. Yeah. Downloads. Yeah. Like, it's, it, did you look at that? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. 1.40 a.m. Man. You Twitchers, man. You tweakers. <clears throat> I'm telling you what. You're doing great. Stay up with us. We appreciate it. Yep. And we, we talk about Southern culture. So, hey, you want to, to learn something? Stick around. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll learn you something. <laughs> we'll learn you something. <laughs> hey, you Twitchers, again, if you didn't get it at the beginning, make sure you go to, uh, you know, find us on your podcast aggregate and subscribe. We would really appreciate that. And then uh, you can go to southernfriedphilosophy.com and uh, you can listen to the episodes there. But please make sure you rate, or review, subscribe, and all of our socials. That would be great. Um, so, Producer Brian, didn't you also have a beer you wanted to review? Yeah. So, on the, uh, the bright side, uh, a couple of weeks ago, the folks at Red, Bill, uh, Red, blah, 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 Red Hill Brewing. <laughs> Um, released their Yabba Dabba Brew, which is a hazy IPA infused uh-huh. with, uh, the, I think believe the advertising says, fruity rice cereal. Right, for, you for, can't. It's, it, it's trademarks and copyright right. and all that. But I saw the pictures. It was Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> like the real thing, the big, big bags of Fruity Pebbles. So yeah. I'm a big fan of the Fruity Pebbles, as you may or may not know. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I needed to have that. So I made arrangements. 
got a four pack and uh you know it's one of those beers you think like either it sounds interesting or it sounds disgusting right right on the on face value but i really liked it um nice I was, I was talking to chris about last night and maybe i was doing it wrong but the it's a pint can it's a 16 ounces the first 15 ounces are really good okay but it's an unfiltered beer so the last ounce is all hops oh okay and so um I hey, learned buddy. pretty quickly that, yeah. So you need to pour it in a cold glass. It needs to be cold. Very, I really like this fruit. It's, it's just, it was just good, really a refreshing beer. But that last ounce is like just eating bread pepper flakes. Ooh. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's uh, you don't, that's not a good, that's not a good experience. Yeah. It's not a good, great way to finish. So I, I don't, don't, you know, don't take, take the whole can back when you're done. Like get a rude, rude <laughs> Swirl awakening. it around, keep it mixed up. Yeah, yeah. I, like, well, I'll pick it up before I. I'll just kind of do the can up and down, just so it kind of yeah. moves around a bit more. So, uh, but next month on Red Hill, they're having the cocoa for cocoa puffs, or some. They're using cocoa puffs in their porter, so that should be interesting as well. <clears throat> that does sound good. Um. All right. So let let's go to our southern phrase of the week, which is um. Till the cows come home. You guys have heard this before. Sit mm-hmm. back because this could take all day. Cows, and including myself, are not known for their speed. They usually meander about until feeding time. A southerner knows that if you're going to talk about something till the cows come home, it's going to take all day. So a uh, phrase might be, they will be arguing about this until the cows come home. You guys have heard that before, I'm sure, mm-hmm. living in the south, till the cows come home. Oh, yeah. All right. So um, I think producer Ryan, you said our guest was uh, in the waiting room. Do we want to bring her on? Yeah, we can do it. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey, Hey. how are you doing? Good. I'm going to apologize ahead of time if you hear dogs barking, kids screaming. Um, Yeah, my house is full. So. I quite understand that. I'm the exact opposite. My wife uh, and little one are gone for; they've, they've been gone for since Saturday. Oh, wow. So it's been ex- the exact opposite. It's been so quiet; it scares me at night. I'm like, it's so. What's going on? Because it's, it's way too quiet. <laughs> <clears throat> the first time I've ever done the show with my office door open. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's very. I was quiet. just listening to you guys on my phone um, in the kitchen. And I was like, oh, I'm in the waiting room. Let me go back. So. <laughs> oh i'm sorry i'm sorry no it's cool i love that you guys were talking well i'm genevieve by the way so i know it's hard hey, to pronounce genevieve. but <laughs> jenny if you can't say genevieve um but yeah I'm, I'm excited to be here and you guys were talking about massachusetts i was born there um lived many places oh, wow. in massachusetts so um if you hear my husband he has the bostonian accent but mine is more i say proper <laughs> Yeah, you don't say the car, right? No, I mean, when I get around my people, you know, it comes out, but. um. And that's so funny because like when my wife is, my wife's from South Georgia and, and she has a Southern accent, but I can always tell when she's with like her sister or her mom, because at that point it really starts getting dragged out. And I'm like, Oh, like you've been around your people. And when you're around your people, that accent comes back pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. And I grew up in a very, um, 
uh, lots of different cultures where I grew up and it was called Lawrence, Massachusetts. Well, it is still called Lawrence, Massachusetts. And, um, <laughs> and I, a lot of the population that lived around me was, um, Hispanic. So, um, okay. my accent becomes Bostonian Hispanic. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's awesome. The rolling of the tongue. I kind of want to hear that. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, Gwyneth, do you want to hang out with us or, um, and we can do the rest of our stuff? Or yeah, would yeah. you? I'll sit and back and watch and, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, gentlemen, we've got a couple of uh, stories that we'd like to kind of touch base on. So we've got here's our topics for tonight the North Carolina lottery. <clears throat> Producer mm. Brian has some dad jokes. You know it. I want to discuss yard sales. Uh, a man gets hit by a stray bullet. <clears throat> um, North Carolina has access or excess revenue in human organic composting. Human organic composting. Which one do you want to start off with tonight? I want to hear some dad jokes. Sorry, I know this is not oh. All right, <laughs> yeah. let's go with the no, dad that's jokes. That's great. Hey, we weren't right. getting anywhere, so you got us going. Oh. So that's good. That's, all right. Well, this uh, you know this weekend is Father's Day, as we record this. So I figured, what better way to celebrate fatherhood than dad jokes, right? Absolutely, I love dad jokes way um, more than so I should. Great idea. I've got uh, 145 here ready to go. Okay. So I don't know what my time limit is, but we're going to kick through some it's of these. Not and, all 145. Uh, you just kick Give me, me off the best meeting. ten. Yeah, ten. <laughs> I don't know the best ten. I'm gonna. We'll go through a few of these though. Okay. Um. Let's see. Uh, my wife said I should do lunges to stay in shape. That would be a big step forward. <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah. So, what do you call a fish wearing a bow tie? Ooh. Sophisticated. Oh, oh fish mm-hmm. Um Oh, how do you follow Will Smith in the snow? This one's for Biggin. Oh, no. You know I love Will Smith. I know. Ooh, I don't know, man. You follow the you... Fresh Prince. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> That's great. Uh, these, these are the coral. Yeah, if April showers bring Mayflowers, what do Mayflowers uh-huh. bring? May allergies, pilgrims, <laughs> pilgrims, Mayflower with oh. the boat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see, what did the ocean say to the beach? I don't know. Nothing. It just waved. <laughs> um, I only know twenty-five letters of the alphabet. I don't know why. Let's see. Uh, Let's see. Um, These are cute. She got it. (laughs) Uh, Where do fruits go on vacation? I don't know. Paris. That one's pretty terrible. Uh, I don't get that one. Pear. Pear. Like the fruits of pear. What's the best thing about Switzerland? Our international Jeez. friends. Um, I don't know, but the flag is a big plus. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let's nice. There's different categories here, these things. Okay. Um, 
Do we have any food categories besides the um, apparel? Here's some one-liners to see. When two vegans get in an argument, is it still called a beef? Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> if two what gets in an argument? If two vegans get in an argument, vegans. is it still called a beef? Oh, yeah. I, I heard you said vegans. vegans. That's I what know. I heard, too. I heard vegans. <laughs> yeah. Oh, too big. Uh, I ordered a chicken and an egg from Amazon. I'll let you know. Uh, Gosh. Which comes first? Which, you know. Sure. Yeah, yeah I got you. Chicken. Yeah, yeah. Um, that car looks nice, but the muffler seems exhausted. <laughs> Can't. These are there's so many here. Uh, all right, give me the last I, I, one. I, let me find a, one really good one. If I can find, I, I didn't read all these earlier, but uh, yeah, clearly there was somebody didn't that didn't have that kind of, Who has that kind of time, right? <laughs> um, what is what's brown and sticky? I could tell you, but this is a family show, Ooh. so <laughs> I could go well, a bunch of different ways. There. Yeah, <laughs> a stick. What is it? What is it? It's a stick. A stick. A stick. A stick. Oh, yeah. got you. Right. A sticky. Yeah, what do you call two monkeys that share an Amazon account? Last one. Ooh, I don't know. They're prom mates. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm done. Thank you. You'll be I'm here done. all night. Be yep. sure to tip your waitress. Right. Um, so the last show we talked about the West Virginia lottery, they their vaccine lottery, and then uh, all of a sudden, and, and we gave. Governor Rory Cooper, some of our ideas of what would be a great lottery for North Carolina. He did not listen to any of our suggestions, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you have gotten your vaccine vaccination, you're now entered to win a $1 million prize and there'll be four drawings um, coming out. So, I mean, I guess Ohio, you know, they were the, the first, but like, it seems like all these States now are doing the vaccination lotteries. Oh, it was so successful because hmm. like, the percentages jumped up so high, yeah, right? They really, Ohio. so yeah. But we're only giving four million dollars away. Like, what in the world? Like, why are we? I feel like we could do better. Yeah, four. Sure. Um, yeah, and, and I'll kind of bleed that into so North Carolina, because of everybody coming back. <clears throat> And things are rolling again. It shows that in two years, we're going to have a $6.5 billion excess of money for the state. $6.5 billion with a B-B-B-B excess of money coming in. So, y'all, that's a lot of money. And so, right now, they're figuring out, well, what do we do with it? Um, so, do we lower taxes? Do we give it back? I I don't know, man, but that seems pay like state employees more. That might you know, be a good option. No, it's a <laughs> teacher shortage because it sucks to be a teacher. So why don't you, you know, throw some dollars that way, right? Yep. <laughs> Fix uh, the roads. Genevieve, I'm sure. Wide, widen yeah. where these uh, developers keep building. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Genevieve, I'm sure you would say help with the foster care system and oh. help increase that, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I, I can throw out statistics, but we have 400 thousand over 400 428,000 in the United States kids in foster care so wow. um, over a hundred thousand are waiting for homes like to be adopted like they're they're going but we have too many so many foster kids especially teenagers in our state right now people are getting puppies during the pandemic and buying new cars and all this mm. 
but we have these kids literally sleeping in the office, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyways, I can talk more about that after, but yes, <laughs> I agree. It can go more toward housing um, these children. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many things that we could do with it, but you know, they tax us relentlessly here in North Carolina. Um, but yeah, I just, I thought 6.5 billion over the next two years, that is a, a swollen amount of cash coming in. So do you notice how expensive um, groceries are too right now? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. It's gonna, it's gonna come. I mean, everybody's getting there and I don't want to be political, but I mean, we're getting all of our cash money coming in, but things are going to start really inflating to the moon. Yeah, so. We're already seeing inflation. Yeah. Yep. That's why I just got rid of my um, suburban and I got a car that's way better on gas. Cause I'm like, I can't afford this gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking about having a bad day uh there's a, a north carolina man that was just having dinner in greensboro and uh he was just eating dinner at the uh, sheffield country club mind you and uh, on tuesday evening and evidently a stray bullet came and it hit him in the head just a stray bullet just eating just boom popped him in the head he said that uh it was just a superficial wound on the top of the head minor injuries he declined to be treated by the medics but uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you are firing your weapon up in the air, that bullet has got to come down at some point. So please mm-hmm. make sure you know where that bullet will land and hopefully not uh, in some guy's head at the country club while he's eating dinner. So wow. goodness, Thank you. Y'all. that's insane. Lucky, lucky for him, though, it could have been yeah. a whole lot worse. Uh, do you guys do yard sales? Um. Okay. Genevieve yeah. says yes. Oh, I love yard yeah. sales. Pretty Everything surprising. around me is from a yard sale, including this couch. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love yard sales. <laughs> the chair this, so, one's, this is on is from a yard sale. Like, I love everything about yard sales. <laughs> so, there's garage sales, which I'm assuming, like, those are garage sales, like, are in an actual garage. And then you have yards. No. What are you saying, Bruce Brown? I think the some like I, yard sales and garage sales to me, it's like is it a, a submarine or a grinder sandwich? Is it like it's regional? Is the way I look or at okay. it. Like, I yeah. think folks from maybe <laughs> yeah. a little farther north may be more inclined to call it a garage sale. Hmm. Maybe not, but in my experience, <laughs> that's what I've heard. Huh. But here's the yard. We didn't have a garage. And I have okay. a garage now, but we don't let people walk in my garage. Well, because I'm yeah. not selling anything in my garage. You can't have anything out of my garage. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I was sale. growing up, I, I would go out with my dad a lot, and they would be in the garage. Like anything they would set up in the garage. And so that's why I thought that's probably why they call it a garage sale. Mm. And then when it overflowed out into the yard, I thought that was the yard sale. And then we were selling everything except the house. That was the estate sale. So that's how I put it together. Mm. But well, it's the now. Sale- is like after, uh, you know, that's like cleaning house after your grandma dies or right. something, right? I mean, yep. you still have everything yep. in the house that after you divvied up the good china or whatever. Yeah. I always feel right. sad about that. Like, yes. Yeah. Oh, Usually auctions sad. involved. But. Yeah. Well, it's that time of year where I'm going down the street and I see yard sale, yard sale, yard sale. I didn't know if you guys go to yard sales. I would love to get up and go to a yard sale, but small batch uh, is oh, not yeah. old enough. I don't want to get her and then get her in and out so and all that early. kind of stuff. Like the, they are the early. serious yard sale people get up. They're it's like, insane. you're still setting your table up and they're on your top of you, like trying to get oh, whatever. Yeah. 
your spatulas yeah. you're selling or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I remember uh, doing yard sales with my parents growing up a couple times when we moved. And, um, you know, we would say it starts at seven. We'd be out there at six o'clock setting up and people already pulling up <laughs> to our driveway <laughs> wanting to, to know if we had anything out yet. I mean, yeah, they're hardcore. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, good stuff. You, you know, we're down in downtown Concord and they have the historic um, yard sale down on Union. And man, it's a festival down there. It's like a parade because people think, oh, all the rich people are getting rid of all their stuff. And you go down there and they're just <laughs> massive lines and people just walking up. I mean, it looks like an Ikea, you know, <laughs> store with people carrying their big bags and everything else. It's yeah, nuts. The, so it gets, the it gets thing crazy that gets me <laughs> with yard sales is the haggling. Like, you know, I've mm. got this something out there for like five bucks, right? Why are you trying to negotiate <laughs> right. off of, like down to like, 50 cents off of my five dollar, whatever? Because <laughs> right. well, it's supposed to be 10% of what it's worth brand new. That's why. That's, that, yeah, that's, that's how it goes. That's oh, the there's a rule. There is a rule. We just, yeah, I just went, I this is a dollar. This is five dollars. This is it's ten percent. Ten to twenty. Depending. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Unless it's like never been used. That's made up. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> so the rule is like when you're at a garage sale, whatever you're selling is ten to twenty percent off of what it is new, even though it's been used. Not off ten to twenty percent of the original price. Oh, of the value of it. Okay. Huh. Uh. Maybe that's why, yeah, we need to work on our negotiating skills then. <laughs> I think huh. some people just try to negotiate everything, so that's... Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> and if you bring kids with you, I mean, usually they end up giving you some stuff away for free, so, you know. But we've had I mean, that would be a great plug. Yeah, bring... That'd be a great plug for adoption. <laughs> yes. <laughs> bring a kid with yes. you. <laughs> Get discounts off garage sales. <laughs> Foster, come on. We actually do have incentives that we're starting to do. It's, you know, uh, and I feel bad, like, but it, I think it's great that we have this access now. It's $150 incentives if you sign up to Foster. And I was like, how do I even come across and offer that? But yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I don't think this human organic compost com- composting is going to work for tonight's show. So we're going to uh, mi- yeah. we'll talk about that next week because <clears throat> I do want to get into uh, this whole this whole story of Genevieve and how it happened. Oh, yeah. So, producer Brian, can you load the music? And now our feature presentation. All right, so we have got with us. Uh, Genevieve, and is Traversy, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Is that how, okay, nailed it, yes. <laughs> wow. Um, and you are with Lutheran Services of Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, I came across your story on the Independent Tribune uh, newspaper, the local newspaper here in Concord. And you were it talked about you growing up as a foster child, and then your, your journey through that, and then what you're doing now um, as a foster mom and adopted mom, and then as a um, person that helps facilitate other people becoming foster parents. So can you tell us, just go through your story, tell us about how, how this came to be? So um, 
I was born in Massachusetts, <laughs> so <laughs> lived in Massachusetts, um, and and I entered into foster care at three years old. Um, at at the time, my father had left for another woman. Um, I had two older brothers, and they went to go live with my uncle and my aunt. And um, mm. I, my mom couldn't take care of me. She became homeless addicted. Um, and so I entered into foster care at the age of three. Um, so from the age of three to 18, I had 16 different homes. So, um, the last home, and that's one six, is that one right? Six, yeah. Not 60, but Goodness. 16. Yeah. Right. But still like, that's a, a massive amount of homes. It is, it is. And, um, you know, I just, I always wondered, you know, would I ever be adopted? I always wondered, is this the final home? Is this the final destination? Um, but unfortunately at 18, oh. I signed myself out. Um, so that's what happens when you age out, you sign yourself out. Now, now they have a lot better, um, opportunities and more independent living opportunities for children who age out. Um, but unfortunately the homeless rate is still over 50% for those that, um, age out of the system. Um, oh wow! Yeah. Huh. So um, at uh, I was eleven. Yeah, I was eleven when um, my last foster home in Massachusetts. Um, I then went over state lines to New Hampshire. You can drive Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Maine, all in an hour and a half. You guys are right. <laughs> you guys were talking about that earlier. You can drive the whole yep. state. Yes, you can be in the mountains. And but, like that's why when we moved here, everyone's like, oh, you, we have the mountains in the ocean. I'm like, we did too, <laughs> but we could do it within an hour. But yes. Um, yeah. So we, um, I went to New Hampshire and then um, I stayed in New Hampshire for, until I was 18. Um, well, until actually I moved here to North Carolina. Um, but yes, foster care definitely um, is a passion of mine. Of course, I lived it. And then after I graduated high school, which first in the family, um, I went on to get wow. my, yeah, my two associates, one in psychology, one in human services, and then my bachelor's in um, individual and group counseling. And then I went on for my master's, but I had my internship left, still do to complete that. So, um, during my bachelor's degree, they, we had to do a final project and for the final project, I took it a little too far. Cause I kind of tend to go big or go home. Cause I feel like <laughs> what's the point of doing anything in life if you're not going to, you know? So I, um, I started a nonprofit for my project and it was called lean on us. And we, what I, we did is we got foster kids together every month and took them places because when you're in foster care, a lot of times you don't get to go to places. Like I remember one of my foster homes, they went to Disney world and I had to go to a respite care, which means short term. Oh, yeah. No. And I still have never gone to Disney. Um, so one oh. day, one day, what? I know, I know, but listen, if we had money in our <laughs> bank account, we would send you and your family, oh, but we can't that do that. Amazing? We don't have that much money. But but I would if I could. Oh, that you. would be awesome. It's gonna it's gonna <laughs> happen one day and it's gonna be like amazing, amazing. So our youngest is four. I'll get to her in a moment, and my oldest is twenty-two. So none of my kids have ever gone. So um <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So I started a nonprofit um, and I wanted them to have the opportunity to do that. So we would do fundraisers and all these kinds of different raffles. And I learned how to beg for money for charity to do all this stuff with them because I was like, I don't want this ever coming out of a foster parent's pocket. So we did like hay rides and, you know, pumpkin picking and barbecues at the lake, just different things. And so we got just to be this like really tight knit family. And so that was part of my healing process of, okay, mm. I went through this stuff and now I'm able to help others. Um, so when we moved south, um, I opened up a dance studio because fitness and dance is also a passion of mine. And um, even though what's funny and all that, I always self-taught myself dance. I was in dance on and off, but I was never in a place long enough. Um, my mom actually tried to put me in dance for a little bit as a young girl. Um, and I remember her and my aunts would sit on the side and just make a fun of, they would call me double bubble, which cause I was always the bigger girl in the, on the backside of the time. Cause they were all these little, you know, <laughs> so, um, so I opened up a dance studio and, um, the whole purpose of me doing that was um just to have donation or i started charging like five dollars a class if they could just to help with snacks or whatever the rent for the place um but we would have children low income disabilities uh foster kids got to come free so um i wanted it to be for those who felt like they were outcast um so <clears throat> when this new position arised a year was it last so not last December, the December before, so a year and a half, right before the pandemic, um, I saw a position open for foster care recruiter. And I was like, oh, it just like really jumped out at me. And so I applied and, and I got it and I, I felt torn because I knew I couldn't work full time and do that and raise my children mm. and be a wife. And so, sure. um, so I let my studio go, um, but we're still in contact. But now I am a foster care recruiter for Lutheran Family Services, where I get to now find families um, and be that first person they meet to um, then do their foster parent into adoption. So it's amazing. Um, I mean, it, it started in the beginning of COVID. It's been a little... Um, you have to be creative, you know, and obviously yeah. living in a time we have internet and all, you know, so that's helped. But now I get to go full on like tomorrow night, I get to go to a high Tom's game and get to set up there. So it's cool. Cause now I get to go out and today I got to go to wet and wild and, and <laughs> um, I don't nice. know if you know about Greensboro. <laughs> so yep. Yep. to get yep. them to um, help set up with an event and hang the flyers and stuff there. So, I love being able to be that voice and just uh, educate people on how much it's needed. Um, not to make anyone feel bad or guilty, mm -hmm. but to really just educate them that there's so many children out there that just need a home, even if it's just for a week. You know, you can be that respite for the week. That's what we do right now because we have a lot of. Okay. Um, we fostered our youngest, it started two and a half years ago, and we adopted her. Uh, October in 2019. She was the one in the beginning. I don't know if you saw her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Producer Brian, do you have a question? 
Well, I was just saying, you know, if they're 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 you're recruiting in these these places, you just need to get them to send you to Disney World to recruit down there, right? right? <laughs> Unfortunately, trip. I only cover the triad. Um, even like oh. your area, I we have recruiters in in Concord yeah. and not Concord <laughs> up north, Concord and um, Charlotte. Yeah. Um, but it, that would be um, a different area. But yes, I would love oh, to go okay, to Disney well. and just be like, oh yeah. <laughs> Well, there's there's there. people from the triad at Disney yeah, World. You I think of that like when missionaries too, but... go to Hawaii yeah. to be missionaries. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I see you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Can you give us just? Uh, I mean, our, our show evidently per Twitch is global, but in North Carolina, like, what are the numbers that we're looking at for children <sighs> ballpark? All right. So the last I saw. And I, it could change, um, but this was one show sure. that I checked on it. But I believe it was forty four thousand. Um, wow. So yeah, it's up there. It was it was pretty high. Um, and right now, it's more. I would say it's like mm, over sixty percent is teenagers right now, where it used to be only newborn. Like not only, but like seventy percent was newborn right. because of the um, you know, kids being born with parents using. So, um, I mean, that's still an epidemic that's going on, but, um, the, the, the youth because of the group homes that are closing or the youth, uh, teenagers that are being raised by, um, grandparents that can't handle them being home all day mm. now, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, or the runaways or they become depressed and in the hospital and, you know, need, um, therapeutic care. There's different levels of foster care. So, um, yeah. but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a lot of kids in the system right now. Um, and, and I'm sure that's going to even compound more, I think with COVID. Oh, yeah. Um, and during COVID, I mean, yeah, that- it was it was kind of weird at first though because it was quiet at first, and we're like, where are all mm-hmm. the kids? Well, when school went back, even just part time, that's when we got flooded because no one was reporting the abuse. So, yep. yeah, yeah. And and I don't know it, the reason why part of the reason why I have you on the show one you, you have an incredible story and I love that and we love <laughs> like championing you know people especially underdogs that have you know come through and said I've done this and you know and and now I'm doing this mm-hmm. but also I'm a foster dad too oh, and so I have mm-hmm, oh. yeah I've got a little one I'm trying to adopt at this point so <clears throat> fostering is huge for me and even uh, next month we're doing respite you know we need a break and so. Yeah. We're, uh, we're, the wife and I are getting away and we're using respite. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's near and dear to my heart. So I want to highlight fostering and the importance of that. And I know these guys get tired of me talking about it, but it's just such a need (laughs) for, for that. And (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's always, there's always that. But, but here's what I really want to get the, the point across is even if you don't feel like you want to go through the foster system and, and become foster parents, which I kind of want to talk about the, the process here, but you could do a whole bunch of other things. Even in your article, you're mentioning, you know, you could just donate some things. You could donate some time and, and things. What are some things that people that don't have to go through all the paperwork 
can do to help the foster care kids and the parents and the whole system? Yeah. So, okay. Donate in time. Like you just said, for instance, I am recruiting my kids tomorrow to help me at the game because I don't have anyone to help me bring my tables Mm. and my flyers and my posters and everything I need. And we we got a bunch of little baseball squishy balls to hand out, you know, and stuff like that. So it's Mm. like, okay, you want to help, but you don't, you can't foster right now. And it's not feasible. Come help me, you know, advocate, come help me tell people that, you know, there's an options here. So that's one that Mm -hmm. you can do. Um, Hang up my flyers at your business, local businesses. um, We, I'm, I'm in Lexington, but the triad is what I cover. And we just in Lexington alone in Thomasville, like they have amazing small businesses that are like, yeah, let's, let's do this. Put your flyers, put your pamphlets. I'll talk to people. I'm like, that's amazing. So, um, I just need more businesses to do that. It's harder to get, um, Mm -hmm. obviously franchises and the, and the bigger people to, to agree to do that. Um, have invite me to your church invite me to your cookout say you know come talk invite me to whatever you're involved in you know right here on your podcast then let me tell you how to do this so um and then if you want to donate physical things i never ask for people to donate money um gift cards are great like Mm-hmm. It's a it's a long story. I know we we're, we don't have all the time, but this past Christmas, no, no, we love stories. <laughs> well, yep. this past Christmas, we um we usually we're a nonprofit, so DSS is not a nonprofit, but we still get government funded for um, the foster parents. But we pay them a, a stipend every month, you know, to foster. Um, and it's different with different levels and different ages. So if you're a therapeutic foster parent, you get paid a lot more than if you're a foster mm-hmm. parent um, that does, a child doesn't have any special needs. So um, they get paid, but it's not a lot. You know, it's not like, oh, so for Christmas is, of course, we want to help them and for birthdays or whatever. So we usually have churches that will help us, you know, with these kids. Like, I'm sure you've heard of Angel Train, stuff like that. We have a system like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, no lie, it was three days before Christmas. We kept trying to get a hold of these places going, these the church that was supposed to help, and they couldn't because their numbers were so low and they didn't have the funding. And so yeah. my supervisor and I were going, okay, what do we do? So we were just going to use our own money and say, okay, we'll mm. just not get expensive stuff. Like we're not going to buy a kid an Xbox, but maybe we can buy a couple shirts, you know, or whatever they need. Um, so I just put out there on Facebook, like, where can I shop locally? That is, you know, not expensive. And, you know, people are telling me all these bargain stores stuff, no yard sales during Christmas time. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, so one of the ladies that I, I, um, worked with, with the foster kids up North when I did my nonprofit, um, she private messaged me and she's like, Hey, uh, how many kids are there? What do they need? Da, da, da. And I was like, uh, we have this many. And why are you asking? So she had a contact that donated $250 per child for target. Oh, wow. And of course, That's we're not going to just give a kid a $250 gift card. So we <laughs> right. got to be out 
two days before Christmas and go shopping. And we had five, you call, you guys call them buggies. I call them shopping carts, five carts full of toys and clothes and wow. shoes. And it was amazing. So I have pictures of that and it was just such, it was such a blessing just to be a part of that. Um, and we got to even make baskets for all the foster parents with the remaining Oh, wow. So, yeah. That's really cool. So stuff like that, we can always use stuff yeah. like that because, I mean, that was last minute. And by the grace of God, we were able to to do that. Um, and then another thing is backpacks. Kids tend to come mm-hmm. into care with a trash bag or even a Walmart bag or a food line, you know, whatever they can grab real quick because it's not like, okay, honey, you have time to do all this. No, you need to go. So um, a backpack is much better for a child to be able to transport their stuff. I remember in foster care, I would never even unpack my, I had a big black trash bag in the corner of my room. I would never unpack it because that was like my dresser. Like I just lived out of that bag because I didn't know, is this home going to be a week, two weeks, a few months? Like what is it going to be? So, yeah. Yeah. And, and people don't understand some of these kids, they come home from school or they even get picked up at school and they don't have any option. And so they're just, you know, carrying around this garbage bag. And how do you think that that makes the kid feel? I mean, you you obviously know the damage that that does. Yes, exactly. Um, and so one of the things that we made sure our foster kids have are suitcases Mm -hmm. and, you know, make sure that they have that so that they feel like that this is part of them and that they're not garbage um and that they're more than that so um yeah yeah that just stuff like that is huge yeah so that's that's what i ask for people to um do get educated um don't just think that um these kids are all going just to be messed up for the rest of their lives trauma it it affects in different ways and yes it comes out in different ways too um but I mean, I can't tell you details because of, you know, privacy, but like there's one child right now that is not the same child that they were when a few months ago because of love, like because someone invested in them and just didn't treat them as though they were, you know, to be pushed off to the side. So, and bring them to Disney. Like if they want to go to Disney with you, that's what I always encourage. Like, um, if you, you know, if you do foster, just make them feel a part of your family, you know, not like someone else. So, and I think recently the, the, the state law has changed for, for foster care and and recently within like the past five years where it's not mandated, but it it allows you to have way more freedom to treat that kid like it's your own kid so that you can take them to Disney and not have to go through all this red tape or get them outside of the state for 72 hours and not have to, you know, get all these checks and balances and whatnot and all this paperwork signed out and stuff. It, It allows you to have way more freedom to treat that kid like he's your kid. And, and so that's been huge for, for us. One thing I also want to point out is you mentioned like the parents, the foster parents get paid, uh, for having a foster kid mm-hmm. guys. It's not that much. So people <laughs> think, Oh, they're just doing it for the money. There, there could be, some, you know, families that are doing it, but at the end of the day, it's not enough <laughs> to, to try to get a full-time job off of it. So just from personal experience, you can't, make a job out of that. And right. I, I know some people probably have, you know, 
it, it's very few that 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 happens with. So yeah, it's true. And you know, we have a lot of um, teen parent, and and I was one. Mm. I, I became pregnant at fifteen, and I I said that in my article that you read. Um, and so they they come with a child too, but you don't get paid for their child. You get paid for them, but lots mm-hmm. of times you end up helping with their baby in that cost as well. So stuff like yeah. that doesn't get Absolutely. allotted. Um, when I was a teen mom, I never asked. I worked three jobs in high school. So I was always, um, which, you know, I was like, how did I even, I guess teenagers don't need sleep because I never slept in high school. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to break the cycle. So I just made sure that I wasn't going to get, go on welfare and, you know, try to, just continue like drugs have never, I mean, I tried the green stuff and it, it does the opposite for me. I, I, I think it's cause my mom did speed when she was pregnant with me, but like I'm naturally mm. hyper and I, I just, <laughs> everyone at, at weddings are like, dude, to my husband, how much did your wife drink? And it's, he's like, no, she's naturally <laughs> like that. She just, <laughs> so, so yeah. So I just always <laughs> tell people, trust me, there's no, issues there <laughs> but um yeah. yeah so i just i wanted to make that point that there is a lot of teen foster children um and you know it's because they're looking for love like in the end result if someone's going to give you attention and it's not from your biological parents yeah then you search other places so it, it never occurred to me like teen moms in foster mm-hmm. care like that this kind of blew my I just, you know i think about like teenagers yeah for whatever reason being in the system, but not, that's just an extra compound right. <laughs> kind of thing. Right. right. That's, and that's it's real hard side, because as a foster mom, so we had, we had one for respite and we have a beautiful relationship now with them. Um, and I am just so glad that I had that opportunity to share with them what happened to me. And now we still have that mm. relationship and just to, to under to had gone through it, I can I could know how to react to her, but to never have gone through that, it's hard to relate and how to not parent their baby too and parent them. You know what I mean? Allow mm-hmm. them to try to do it is the hard part. So, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if somebody is interested in fostering, what's what's the process for them? To go through so yeah contact me or um in your area i would just uh point them to the charlotte recruiter and um there's classes i would say quarterly um because our classes are 10 weeks and um our classes just ended or they're about to end this week and they're going to start back in august so we have like July off to finish their paperwork and get them licensed. So yeah, it's 10 weeks, um, two classes a week. Um, it's, we usually do a Monday, Wednesday or Tuesday, Thursday, um, that we just finished up our last one, last zoom. So we're actually going to be in person again. Yay. Um, nice. but at the same time, it was so convenient for people to do their classes online. Right. People were in their bed in their pajamas and you know, like, I'm like, <laughs> nobody wants to do that but uh, i mean you see it at walmart so um (laughs) (laughs) you know so yeah um so yeah we um 
10 classes. Sorry, my kids are waving at me, asking to bake croissants. Um, it's, they must know you guys talk about food a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, just a little bit longer and then we'll get those croissants yeah. out there for you. Um, so the 10 weeks of classes, you know, we do the application together beforehand. We meet sit down. Okay. I do the, um, the, not a complete background check, but like, a a background check of, okay, do I think this person is, you know, fit right. to even go further to start the classes? Um, do they look like they're financially stable? You don't have to be rich, just enough to, right. you know, um, do they look like they need therapy themselves beforehand? Do they have, you know, mm. um, I don't know. Did they just get out of jail last week or, you know, stuff like that. So, um, right. they go through me for that. And then the classes, and then after the classes, you do the home study. Some people call them different names, but it's where you sit down in the home and you go over your, your life story. And, um, then you get your entire inspection, make sure the home is safe and then send off all your paperwork, lots of documents. You got to get your physical and everything like that. Um, and it sounds like a lot and there is a lot of paperwork, but mm -hmm. the whole process is between three and nine months. I used to say three and six months, but because of COVID, it pushed it back a little. Um, so yeah. And then our, our station is in black mountain. Um, and they license and send it back. Um, Charlotte would probably be in Charlotte. So that'd be a little yeah. quicker. Then you license. Yeah. Oh, background check too, fingerprints and everything. So in between. Yeah, <laughs> it is a lot. I mean, you've got to want to do it yeah. to, to make you that happen. It, you know. so, oh, yeah, it's it's quite a lot. Yeah. Is there any questions from from you guys or in the chat or anything that you that we need to uh, talk about? No questions from the chat. <laughs> I think Brian's still thinking about food. <clears throat> no, I'm the, now he's these conversations like every time I'm like, I wish I had more resources. You know, yeah. uh, to give or to whatever it is, time. You know, anytime I hear these stories like this, yeah. I'm just like, "What can I? What do you? What do you want? What do I have? <laughs> have? Like, what, just take it." You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know you guys are in a different area, but you definitely, you know, if you know of local businesses that are willing to put things up, you could let me know. Um, you could, you know, send people my way. I think you have my info, right? Okay. Yep. Um, and we'll have all that information on the website. Yeah. Um, so, and, and on our show notes. Right. Yep. And I, I am not throwing this in for, for me, but um, for like, because I feel that way, even as a recruiter, like I get it. Like I want to do more um, and not even, I wish I could foster like long-term right now, but um, I, I love writing and I don't get a lot of time to do it, but when I do, I, I do it. And I'm a part of um, this writing group. And anyways, I went to a conference last week on writing and um, I really feel like I was an amateur, but the publishers said they want my proposal, which is huge. And I haven't even announced this to like wow. a lot of my friends yet. So if they're watching this later, because a lot of them are like, oh, I'm going to catch it later. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited because it's going to be um, devotions for foster kids and their foster parent and it's going to um, have a devotional part and then like a physical workout part with it but it's also going I, for every one i sell which sell you know i'm whatever i'm not doing it for the money i'm gonna give it away for free for the foster family 
So I'm oh, super wow. excited. So when that comes out, y'all can help promote that too, because it's absolutely. Yeah. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah. We'll have, we'll have you back on and you can promote that and, as well. And, oh, awesome. and we'll talk about that then. Yeah. So it's um, the day after my birthday, August 1st, they want the, my proposal, which is, Nice. So I'm having it critiqued on wow. Saturday, which is what two days? Yeah, in two days. So. Wow. <laughs> Holy yeah. cow! Yeah. So I'm super excited about that. So that's what another thing. Like, so I try to be creative on how I can help, what I can do. Um, but for me, it's just part of my healing. You know, I, I know if people have gone through other things, you know, they are able to use that. You know, so. Yeah, it's amazing just going through the training and then going just doing my own digging and whatnot. Just what we've learned about trauma, and and the especially in the foster and adoptive world, but just in normal raising children, like it's insane. Yeah. You know all the statistics and then how we can better cope with you know people that've gone through trauma. It's it's awesome. It really it is. is. It's, it's great. And you can watch some cool movies like. Um everyone's like, well, how can I know or watch or read, you know, even if I don't want to read a book, can I watch a movie? I like, I'm like instant family. That's a great movie to watch. Mm. Um, I just yep. watched the ride. It just came out this year. Have you, have you seen that? Mm-mm. It's a no. real, it's a true story. And oh, what's his name? John, John, of course I forget his name. Um, but he is, um, he's like a Tony Hawk of bicycles. Um, so he was this champion and he grew up in foster care, um, was in detention center up until he was a teenager where he was adopted. It's just, it's a true story. So it's really cool to see that. Um, another one I just learned about cause, um, the publisher wants me to ask him for the endorsement and I'm like, Jimmy Wayne, have you ever heard of him? He's from North Carolina. He's the country singer. Mm. Okay. I think so, I have a yeah. country singer. If you listen I think to I his music, you'll be like, oh, um, yeah. So, because I was like, do I know him? So, anyways, I started reading his book um, last week. And, yeah. And, of course, I, I the part of his book, he's he actually seen, like, in his trauma, he's seen someone get murdered in front of him. And, like, the murder was so uh-huh. gruesome. And I'm here at the dentist about to get my teeth. And I'm like, oh, and like, he's coming at me with the thing. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to put my book oh, away. Man. So yeah. 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 But Jimmy Wayne, that's another one to really, um, I, I, I've been watching him on Facebook, his daily devotions and stuff. So he's really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Just to get educated. That's another thing that will help though. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things you said in your article that that you just didn't feel wanted mm-hmm. and just just know that you are loved. And I know that you know that, yeah. but you are loved and you are wanted. <laughs> and the kids and people that are listening as well, like you are loved and you are wanted. Yeah. You may need to hear that today is you're not alone. You've got people here. And Genevieve, whatever we could do to help support you and help support Lutheran services, um, just let us know because we'd love to promote it. We'd love to help. Yeah. Um, and, and we're here and I mean, I've, I'm in Charlotte, but man, I've got some awesome resources here for, for fostering. Um, uh, we had foster village with Be- Becky Santoros on. I don't know if you've heard of foster village. No, I'm gonna write those that down. folks are incredible. 
<laughs> yeah, she was on the show earlier, but what, one of the things I love about them is once they figure out uh, that you're having a foster kid, a placement, uh, they'll, they'll show up with a backpack already to go, and it's filled with that kid's, um, you know, pajamas, clothes, toys, everything's ready to go for that kid, and they just drop it off and leave. Mm. Um, and they do some really awesome work. So it's Foster Village in Charlotte. Um, so we'll connect with that. There's some really cool stuff that happened around Christmas, and we could talk about that off air. <laughs> but, um, man, it's whatever we could do to help support I'm a huge fan of fostering, obviously. So whatever we can do to help, let us know. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. That's awesome. We have a program called, I. it's not me. It's a um, nonprofit. They're called IMJ3 and they do the similar things with the backpack and they do a hundred dollar oh, cool. Walmart card um, per child nice. that comes into foster care. So I think those, those are just amazing because those places help literally their community right there. So absolutely. That's so great. Yeah. If so you know, those like, are the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. Like I just, um, we just had a, a camp called Windshape and in Thomasville okay. and all the kids were able to go for free. Anyone in foster care and it, it's a pricey wow. camp. So I'm looking into that kind of stuff too. So if you know of any, cause I'm like, we have the rest sure. of the summer. Like I want to, I want to be able to get them <laughs> to do fun things, you know? And of course yeah. there's the, the splash pads and the community pools, but so I do a, a newsletter every month. So if you hear of anything, um, okay. I'm working on my July newsletter right now. So. Okay. Very cool. Uh, I also, lastly, uh, want to celebrate you had a, is it a high school student that just graduated? Yes. Yes. Valedictorian. Valedictorian. Oh, Good great. job. Way to go. <laughs> I know. I was like in tears. He was doing his speech and like this kid busted his butt. Like he was working like oh, 30 hours a week and doing school and he has a beautiful girlfriend. Wow. And, um, he already, he did the, have you heard of dual enrollment? where you go to school and college. Yeah. So um, yeah. he has one more semester left. He actually just walked by. Um, and Tell him we said hi. <laughs> he just went in his room. He's 18. You know, <laughs> oh, so um, he, yeah, so he did uh, all that and kept up his grades, obviously. But during that time, he got his criminal justice certification. So that's all you need to do wow. police officer before, you know, the boot boot camp or whatever bblt yeah right um so but he's only 18 so what he's going to do he's got for his next semester he added emt classes so he's going to be an emt oh, wow. for the next three years wow. before yeah so i'm like so proud that's cool <laughs> way to go wow. yeah he's like, what's his name do you want to give him a shout out yeah caleb traversy oh. way to go yeah. caleb. and my oldest Good he's job. in la so um Oh wow! I'm proud of him too because he is. is that Lower Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> no, he does not like country. He's no, okay. in the middle of LA. <laughs> uh, but he um, he's a music producer, so very oh, wow. proud of him too. So wow. he's, he's almost 22, so that's the one I had very young, and everyone mistakes him as my boyfriend wherever we go. So <laughs> he gets he gets really <laughs> embarrassed. He's like, "Mom, I'm like, I know." <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Well, Genevieve, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're going to post all your info on the on the show notes, but where can people get a hold of you if they need it? Um, so G Traversy at LS Carolinas dot net. 
not dot com, dot net, because okay. I got that wrong. I was like, why is this not working? Um, and then um, I, I give out my phone number on everything. So I don't know. I mean, are you cool if I give it up there? Because my you feel comfortable. Yeah. So it's, um, I kept my number from up north. Is what I brought back with me. Um, so it's 603 is the area code, 553-5390. So they can okay. reach me there as well. They can call or text. And I get lots of telemarketers anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so or I'm on Facebook, Instagram, or me. me. Okay. I don't... I don't tweet. I'm not a Twitter and I'm not a tweaker. So I heard you guys talking about the tweakers earlier. <laughs> you know, I was telling producer Brian yesterday, I've gotten addicted to TikTok way more oh than I goodness. should. I haven't even started that because as a dancer, I could I be like, that could be bad for me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's not good. Like it's, there's so much food. Oh, it's food that you want to make yeah. stuff. Yeah. Are you going to be yeah. doing you dances be on TikTok? Though, yet? There's some. What did you say? Not yet. I can though. Okay. All right. <laughs> I said there's a lot of food and things on that, but at, be, at the beginning, you got to be careful because the algorithms don't know you yet, and they're just assuming that you want to see stuff. Right. So you get a couple of days pass through that, and you're, you're doing good. That's so. why I didn't do it because my, my kids wanted it in the very, very beginning. I was like, okay. And I was like, oh, no, we're not doing this because my, my son was like, mom. <laughs> and I was like, stop looking at that. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I, you don't take her. Yeah. So. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you again so much for coming yes, on the show. Thank you for having me. I am so Absolutely. grateful that you um, are are advocating as well and being a foster parent. And hey, guys, you guys can magic man and producer Brian. You guys, we can always use you as foster dads if you want. Never too late. <laughs> I'm a 78 year old, so I mean, it's never literally never too late. Like. Oh, wow. <laughs> Very cool. Oh. All right. Thank, thank you so much. You. Have a great you night. As well. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. She's got a, a fantastic story. Uh, we'll have mm. the article online, oh, yeah. just the stuff that she, she's gone through. That's um, incredible story. Yeah. It's, like, it's insane. Everything working against you and you still like, that, that's, that, I don't know, that's a testament to her resolve, you know. After after everything she went through and just Absolutely. determined not to, you know, let it be her the, her whole story, you know. Yeah, yeah. and her I mean, the story that they have online, it's definitely worth the time you take to read it. Definitely more than worth it. Yeah, I mean, I'm having a, uh, I'm struggling with a two year old at 43. Like, I couldn't imagine a newborn at 15. Like, I couldn't I couldn't even think about that. That'd just be so tough. So, yeah, yeah, but she did it, man. She's doing it and crushing it. And so, um, I'm grateful that she was on the show. Yeah. All right. You guys seem sad. What's wrong? It's, it's, it's a heavy topic. You know, it it's a heavy, heavy topic. topic. Yeah. You it's can't. a really heavy topic. Yeah. No, you I think understand. about just, I think a lot of us can get kind of, we get, self-involved that it's our own we think about our own world and our own issues and we forget about the people who aren't in our situation a lot it's easy to forget right about you know you got foster kids you got homelessness you got abuse whatever you know there's so many things that are happening in the world it's easy just to you know to kind of ignore it you know yeah so 
and it's, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. Like, well, what can I do? So I'm just going to stay siloed and not do anything. Yeah. But I do know almost. Yeah. Yeah. But, and and you don't have to, and I'm not trying to like, Oh, look at me. I'm a foster dad. So please, please, please. If you're getting that idea, that's not the case. I'm just trying to help use this platform to say, this is a real issue. And so for me, it's like, yeah, I could get, you know, overwhelmed with homelessness and domestic abuse. And I got out of that whole political crap last year. So I'm not even dealing with that anymore. That's, I can't do anything. So, uh, you know, but what can I do here and what am I passionate about? And I'm not telling you guys or you or the audience, like to, mm-hmm. to get involved in foster care, but find something that you're passionate about to make the world better and just do that, you know, whatever yeah. it is. And just slowly by surely you'll eventually make the world a little bit of a better place. And I remember in boy Scouts, when we would go somewhere, the whole thing is like, leave the place better than when you left it. And right. that's my whole deal. Like, I want to leave this world better because I was here. And so if I can yeah. do that through fostering or whatever, find your passion and do it. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, gentlemen, um, it's been fun. It's been real. Mm-hmm. The wife is coming back on Saturday. So I've got two days to clean this this mess up at the house. <laughs> so i should probably get to work on that uh there's so much laundry it's so much laundry i didn't realize i underestimated the time it's it's just been you right or or did they leave you some is that what happened they left me some so like i'm doing my laundry and then like all the other laundry so little people laundries are little people laundry Big people laundry, bigger little, people like, laundry. You know, you do one load of little people laundry, it takes like three hours to put away because there's so many pieces. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and then uh, I was showing, I, don't, I hope Jess isn't watching, but I tried to stay in our deck. I'll put pictures up on Facebook about oh, when she gets back about how horrible it looks. But You, you stained it. Or, or the, I, the I back say steps. you stained it. Oh, it's I stained it. It's, it's stained. stained. It's one hundred percent stained. It doesn't yep. look good, but it's it looks like a hot mess. So I got to figure out. What how was to fix the goal? That. You stained the deck. You didn't say you were going to do an expert's <laughs> job, right? So, I mean, there you go. It looks like poop, but I stained it. I did yeah, my job. Stained. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just. I got to stay in my lane. I can't do anything new. I'm horrible at trying new things. So there's that. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, again, if you're listening from, from our, our tweeters, tweeter, twitters, whatever, whatever they are, thank Twitcheroos, you for tuning in. That's what we we'll call them. Um, so what are we calling call them? I'm calling them twitcheroos. Twitcheroos. I like that. Twitcheroos. Though I kind of yeah. want cereal after saying that. So maybe I'll oh, do that. With marshmallows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in uh, for, to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. And as always, keep looking up. <laughs>